your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to a Tuesday of Lacrosse Talk PM. I am Rick Solom back, back yesterday, technically from a week off of old cars and selling junk and hauling junk and and then just chilling out last weekend. At the Iola Car Show, if anyone ever goes to that, that's uh, me and me and Mitch Reynolds talked about it yesterday. The mayor. Uh, if you want to listen to that, wisdomnews.com/slash/podcast, you can listen to that conversation that we had yesterday. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talk and text line. Jesse Martinez, the Lacrosse Education Association president, is going to be on with me, otherwise known as the Lacrosse Teachers Union president. It's just an easier way of saying that because if I just said Lacrosse Education Association president, you might not know what that means. Uh, we're going to kind of, we're going to talk, uh, we're going to rehash a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about over the last couple of months now, teacher pay, uh, school consolidation, which is actually kind of like school expansion a little bit. And if you want to, it's another way to look at this too, because we're consolidating high schools, but we're also like moving kids around and to, to different buildings. So. Uh, there's there's different ways to, to to look at this, and it's going to possibly be on a referendum. How does that work? I don't know if I don't know if Jesse knows. We'll find out. Uh, just like where are we at with the referendum process? Are we is it going to go on the referendum? As we took a community survey, and it was kind of fifty fifty, if you ask me, uh, whether or not to uh, whether or not people approve that. It was it was more so approved by people within the school district and less so approved by people outside the school district, not district, but outside of uh, having an affiliation with the school. What else we got to talk about? Um, James Webb telescope. We could talk about that too, a little bit. I think uh, Jesse's a pretty big science guy. So the, uh, the James Webb telescope, I would just say it's uh, in my opinion, back in the day we had these Nokia cell phones the, the brick phones, you know, that, that were indestructible. And now we have these iPhones that, that kind of do everything. They're more than just a phone. They kind of do a little everything. I would say that the James Webb telescope's more like a phone that we have today. And and then you got to compare that to back in the 90s, the Hubble telescope, kind of like those Nokia phones. Um, it is kind of funny. They're, they're putting pictures out of this thing from the James Webb. The first pictures that come out, it's all over the Internet, a few uh, – if you are, care about any of this, you're probably seeing it on social media. But the pictures just look like they've been touched up. It'll show a Hubble, a Hubble picture and then a James Webb picture. And you're like, oh, it looks like you just Photoshopped it. <laughs> so I don't like billions and billions of dollars for this thing. And it just looks like it's a, a nice Photoshop editor. Uh, but we could talk to Jesse about, you know, maybe maybe he can t- to speak to the uh, the importance of, of having something like that, investing in that. Uh, before we get to him, though, another thing coming up, uh, you can check us out soon at wisdomnews.com. Brad's going to talk about it here in a little, in a minute, just on, on the news break. But uh, weed is is going to be discussed. Legalizing marijuana. They call it weed, but it's really just marijuana. Legalizing marijuana in and uh, the La Crosse County Executive Committee, I believe, is going to discuss that tomorrow at a meeting at 8 a.m. So if anyone wants to... Uh, check that meeting out. That's you know that's where you get in on these things. You can watch them. Um, just the idea that we're going to put legalizing marijuana on referendum again. We did that uh, what four years ago, and I think it was on sixteen. It was in on referendums in sixteen counties, and it went 
I believe it went 16 for 16. So for four years, we put so four years ago we put on a referendum and said, "Hey, legalize marijuana, yay or nay." And in the meantime, Illinois legalized it recreationally. Michigan legalized it recreationally. Minnesota just accidentally passed uh, legalizing edibles. They just accidentally go read that story. It's really, really quite funny. As Democrats passed it in the House and uh, Republicans passed it in the Senate, and then when it passed and stories came out, hey, edibles are legalized in Minnesota to, in certain capacities. The Republicans in Minnesota went, "We wait, what? We did what? <laughs> I didn't read the bill." <laughs> so. Yeah, and now they're trying to repeal that in some regards, and they can't because they only control half the government. So, uh, if you're if you're against uh, legalizing weed, Republicans accidentally did that in Minnesota. It's very uh, amusing for for those that are for it, uh, just to to see the incompetency of government there. Or maybe they maybe they did maybe they didn't want to be on record like passing it, so they just played dumb, right? Like maybe they did it that way. Probably not the best strategy, um, but. You know, then you legalize it, and then you're like, ah, I didn't know. The bill is worded funny. It wasn't my fault. It's complicated. The words were complicated. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's going to that's gonna be up. Uh, the county board's going to start talking about this, and, and will that also, another referendum that could be on the ballot in November, right? I believe that's, uh, I believe that's what the, the whole idea of this is, uh, and, and just another way to, you know, if we're going to go to the polls, like what else should we throw on the, what else should we should throw on the the ballot for referendum? It'd be interesting, right? Like we could, I feel like we should take advantage of that all the time. If voters are going to go to the polls and we're going to throw some referendums on there in, in the lacrosse school district, school consolidation, expanding the high school to a train uh, lot right on the South side. Okay. Well, let's get everyone's opinion on that. That goes to the voting booth legalizing weed. All right, let's get everyone's opinion on that. Should we do abortion? Should we get everyone's opinion on that? Should we do what else? What else could we throw? 608-785-7914. What else could we throw on that referendum? Um, in La Crosse County, well, Brad will probably say it. We'll, we'll let Brad say it in the news. But, it, you know, like I said, 16 counties passed this thing four years ago. And uh, in, in by large majorities in 11, uh, in 11 of those counties. Like we're seeing, let's see here, 70% passed in Milwaukee County four years ago. Dane County, 76%. Imagine that. And uh, La Crosse County, 63%. So, I mean, these are these are overwhelming majorities. What, what did our state government do about it? Absolutely nothing. We don't even, we didn't even discuss it. The only time that we discussed it in state government was a couple of months ago. Republicans said, hey, we're thinking about, uh, you know, passing some form of medical marijuana legalization. Oh, by the way, we're also out of session for all of 2020, 2022. We're out of session from March until the end of the year, 10 months. We're not going to do anything. But, hey, we're thinking about maybe next time we come back in session 10 months from now, maybe we'll think about adding that to a thing that we're going to do, even though it passed by a, a giant majority four years ago, which will be Five years ago by the time they get to it, right? 608-785-7914. Actually, my math's wrong. It would have been three years ago and four years ago by the time we get to it. 2018, they did that. All right, well, we'll be back. Jesse Martinez, Teachers Union President here in the Cross. All right, welcome back to the Cross Talk PM. 
785-7914 is the text line. If you want to text me, shoot me a text. Shoot Jesse a text. Jesse Martinez on the phone with me now. He's the Lacrosse Education Association president, otherwise known as the Teachers Union president. Do you do you do you care if that's the title, Jesse? Do you? I mean, is or, or is that inaccurate in any way? Being being the Teachers Union president. No, that's accurate. The name of our the name of our union is the Lacrosse Education Association. I am the the president of that association, which by proxy means I am the president of the teachers union. Right. Uh, and you're a Logan Middle School teacher. You just wrapped up your seventh year, but you're also okay. So you're you're going to have to explain this. You did it last time, but I'll make you do it again. You're a seventh grade science, social studies, and Spanish immersion teacher. So what what exactly are you a, are you just a regular old science and social studies teacher and also something else? That's a great question. Yes. To all of that. Um, <laughs> so I teach um, one section of regular seventh grade life science in English and one section of regular seventh grade life science in Spanish. And then I teach one section of good old seventh grade social studies in English and then another section of regular seventh grade social studies in Spanish. So really what Spanish immersion is, is it's students learning school content in the target language of Spanish. So I'm not in the classroom teaching students how to conjugate a verb or how to identify different vocabulary from, from vocabulary lists. They still do that work with the, the regular Spanish teachers. Um, what I am doing is I am teaching students in the language of Spanish. Okay, so now now do, uh, do that, but do the Spanish immersion of what you just explained. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right? Is that kind of? I can jump into it if you really want to. That's kind of what you do, right? Like the the spiel Basically. you just gave, and then you would give it again in Spanish. Yep. So I teach. So different kids, right? Different classes. Yeah. Okay. Um, that was my next yeah. question. It was because I, you know, what I saw it on a TV show is like the the teacher would give the lesson in English, not the whole lesson, but maybe like a, a section, and then just do it again in Spanish in the same t- classroom. Therefore, you know, half the kids are like, I don't know what you're saying, <laughs> you know, for maybe a portion of that, but you're picking up the language, but that's not what's going on. No. So I teach the students that I'm teaching in English are not the same as the students that I'm teaching in Spanish. Okay. Yeah. So the, the students that I'm teaching in Spanish are coming from Northwoods International. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the, which is where the Spanish immersion program starts. And then they come to Logan Middle and then they go to Logan High. They, In, in other words, they understand what you're saying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Yes, they do. Because <laughs> it would be, it would be. I mean, that's how you know. Like, I mean, in a in a in a way, that's how people learn how to speak another language. Obviously, we're all born, and then we f- we just listen and figure it out. But um, we're right. not doing that in school anyway. So, waste a lot of time there. But I just wanted to, I, I just wanted to know selfishly for myself exactly how that worked. Um, yeah, no worries. But okay, so like, I got a I got a bunch of stuff I want to break down with you. But also, I I, I did this earlier on the show, and just tell me. James Webb Telescope is like the iPhone of today, and the Hubble Telescope is like the Nokia phone of like the late '90s. That that the thir- first known because I saw a picture, and Jesse, I saw a picture of like the 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 photos. So they were like the same, apparently the same picture. The Hubble took it, and then the James Webb took it. And I said, yep. it just looks like you photoshopped it to make it look cool. I don't know. Can can you explain to me why are you into this James Webb Telescope and and why is it so important? You're a science teacher, right? This kind of got it, and you might yeah. even talked about this today. If you had yeah, school, so, I guess you're not in session, but 
Yeah, no, I, I and I will talk about this when we're back in school because I think it's super important. Um, basically, Hubble doesn't have the same advanced technology that the James Webb Telescope has. The James Webb Telescope is able to look deeper because it has um, better lenses. It's able to absorb more light. It can be exposed for a longer period of time. And on top of that, it's further away. It's a million miles from Oh, it's it's further away. What do you mean? It's for the James Webb Telescope is further away from Earth than the Hubble Telescope. Oh, okay. We parked it. On, we parked it in the back of the parking lot. In other words, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like way in the back. <laughs> way in the back. So nobody bra- <laughs> nobody runs into it. It's the little right, nice. Exactly. If we exactly. parked it where the Hubble was, all kinds of satellites might hit it or something, right? <laughs> But uh, right. <laughs> but is it important? Is it something? Is it just cool, or is it going to going to really give us uh, some advancements in in space? Well, it's really going to be able to look deeper into space than we've ever been able to look, and it's going to be able to look because basically, when you're looking deep into space, you're looking back in time, right? Because yeah. the further you get away, the more the longer the light is traveling to get to you. So the further into the past you're actually looking. And so, really, they're going to be able to look, from what the NASA administrators are saying, they're actually going to be able to look back close to the time of the Big Bang with the James Webb Telescope, which is pretty sweet. The the TV show? What was that? Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, just like the TV show. No, I'm just yep. kidding. I was just, the big, they're going to look at the, the first season of Big Bang Theory? Um, <laughs> all right. So, okay, I, I just wanted to get that out. I wanted. I know you kind of want to nerd out on that stuff. And I have a I UW. I James Webb Telescope. I have a... Uh, <laughs> At some point in the either maybe this week, maybe next week, I'll have Spencer Halsey the at, from UWL come on. She she nerds out on this stuff. That's like her her whole job, Jesse. So you took this teaching job. I she want just, that job. Right? I want that job. <laughs> yeah, and she does. Yeah, and she deals. She runs science camps for at UWL. So um, oh, cool. All right. So I I talked about before you came on. I also talked about weed legislation. The Lacrosse County Board's exec, executive committee is starting to talk about putting legalizing marijuana on a referendum. Also, the school district is talking about putting on to a referendum coming up here, just the idea of consolidating and asking the community, uh, the school district community for what is it? One hundred ninety three point something million dollars for for school right around con- there. Yep. Um, for essentially for school consolidation. I call it I, it's almost to me, it's a little bit of expansion. So in, in your realm, you're a middle school teacher. Um, I don't know what what are your classrooms like now, and would you be better served? How how do you feel about like because the high schools would ev- evacuate you? We would get I'm not going to use the word evacuate. We would uh, the high schoolers would go to a new building I think on the on the train site on the south side, and and yourself you would move into say Logan or Central, and then it would become a middle school, but the old high school buildings. Well, like uh, I don't know, is is that a need at this point for for the the middle schools right now because they're pretty dilapidated? Well, so the fact of the matter is that the, all of the middle school buildings are old. They are. They they truly are. That's absolutely accurate. I believe Logan Middle School was built somewhere around the 1930s or something like that. Don't quote me on that. I'm not 100 percent sure if that's exactly accurate, but a really long time ago, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yes, there is need for updates in the building. Um, yeah, I think all the buildings needed totally a, – a, a to- we're like $80 million behind on, like, just mand- – not mandatory, but, like, updating the building infrastructure. Right. Right. The, the thing that, that comes to my mind when I think about like, – uh, like you said, on face value, oh, yeah, sweet, let me move into a nice newer building – 
bigger, more space, blah, 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 right? But the thing, the, the fact of the matter is that if we moved into, so say Logan Middle School moves into Logan High, there's a lot of considerations that need to be made because right now that building is designed as a high school for students who are ninth to 12th grade. Mm-hmm. And it's designed to run like a high school in departments. Um, that is not how a middle school runs. And this would need to be, we're not talking about signage. We're talking about making sure the physical space is welcoming to 12 to 14 year olds. That's how old students are, or even 11 to 14 year olds. Um, that's how old students are when they're in middle school. It's, it's a lot of, it's a whole different vibe than high school. And so I, I do think before we just say, um, 100%, yup, this is, this building is ready for middle school. We really need to take into consideration what needs to be done to those buildings and what types of renovations would be necessary to make sure that those buildings are middle school ready. Yeah, because if we're going to do this, we'd have to do it in a summer too, right? Like we'd need to get it done over the th- the, the three month period because it'd be tough to conduct school and also be re- rearranging, uh, reconstructing a classroom. Correct. Like Bill's jackhammering in the back while you're trying to teach about the James Webb Telescope. It'd be difficult. Right. <laughs> Correct. The learning environment would not be great if construction was happening at the same time. And we're, we're, we're kind of, and I want to merge these two conversations, but we're, we're going to hit a break here too. But, but this, this referendum or potential referendum, I should say, uh, this kind of coincides with what you guys, uh, you, the, the teachers coming to school board meetings each Monday are, are talking about pay raises, right? These kind of, they coincide a little bit, right? Um, to an extent, yes. Um, there would be, there would be cost savings for the district. Um, if they were able to consolidate buildings. But I, I hope that the d- district will really make sure that they are ensuring that the money that they're saving is going back into staffing. Um, because right now, the compensation in this district is not up to where it needs to be. It's not fair. It's not, it's not, next, it's not up against what's happening in other districts around the state. And that is something that needs to be fixed. Otherwise, their educators are going to continue to leave at high rates. We're speaking with Jesse Martinez. He's the Lacrosse Education Association president, otherwise the Lacrosse Teachers Union president. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about that teacher raises, pay raises for teachers. Also, in in correlation with that, the teacher shortage and the teacher exodus is that's how you put it. You you put it to me before the show. The teacher exodus sounds a little scary, Jesse, but uh, we'll get to it. it. Scary. We'll get to it when we come back. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. 608-785-7914 is the text line. If you want to shoot me a text, you got a question for Jesse Martinez. He's the Lacrosse Education Association president or the Teachers Union president. Uh, we we spent the whole break just breaking down teacher pay. We just kind of we it, w- it would have been a good would have been a good show, Jesse, if we would have just left the mics on. <laughs> uh, but but we'll try to we'll try to rehash it again. Um, th- this yeah, has been a this has been ongoing at least a couple for at least a couple of the past school board meetings. We've seen quite a few teachers come up and and basically give uh, public comment on how teachers yep. need raises. I think most people in society, if they had the ability to go public comment to whomever, uh, you know, without to, without harsh repercussions, they probably would all ask for raises. So part, right. it's a hard conversation because. It's, it's not a hard conversation, but it's an interesting conversation because I think a lot of people go, well, 
I'm not getting a raise. Why should you get a raise, right? You hear that all the time, right? Right. So, first of all, I want to be really clear. We're not asking for a raise. We are asking to keep up with the rate of inflation, right? In the state of Wisconsin, we are allowed to bargain up to the rate of inflation, essentially. Um, and right now, that number, it, the magic number that we can bargain to is 4.7%. Your rate of inflation, um, the rate of inflation like six months ago or maybe a year ago, right? Because you're using correct, like an old correct. rate. Right now, it's at like 8 or 9%. Yeah. Right now, it's at like 8 or 9%. When our bargain was set in, I believe it was set in like January or February, um, it was 4.7%. And that's what we can bargain up to by, by state statute in Wisconsin. Right. Um. And so all we are asking is that our paychecks don't lose spending power in the next year that we're teaching. Because as everybody knows, prices are going up everywhere, right? And if you ask me why should I get a raise and why shouldn't you, I don't think you shouldn't get a raise. I think everybody should get a cost of living increase, right? I think everybody should be getting that. And if you're not getting that, you should go to your your boss and tell them that you deserve that (laughs) right definitely um all right so yeah it's it's not an unfair thing to ask for and the district is offering you right the two percent they're they're offering you a two percent raise they're offering us yeah on the 4.7 percent they're offering us a two percent which equates to essentially a two per two point seven percent inflationary wage cut right and and what's interesting too about how teachers pay works right uh you're not getting you're not your paycheck isn't increasing by if you got it 4.7%. Your your how do I want to put this? Like if your health insurance went up, that cuts into the amount of money you take home essentially, right? And and that's exactly what's happening, right? Like they're like our people's premiums are going up in the school district of Lacrosse. Um our health insurance is essentially getting worse. Um, so we're having to pay more out of pocket for our deductible, more out of pocket for our premiums, and then on top of that, um, we're not keeping up with the rate of inflation. So even if we got this 4.7% increase, I, I mean, people are still paying more out of pocket for their deductible this year than they were last year. So, and, and I got a text here. They, we, they wanted us to do some comparisons, and this is what we were kind of breaking down in the, in yeah. the, in the break. But um you told me. You told me. Okay, I'll just say it. Lacrosse's starting teacher pay salary is around forty-two thousand, and then the top salary. So the top paid teacher can make up to seventy-two thousand dollars, but literally nobody makes that in the district. So there are like very few people who make that in the district. A lot of our really veteran teachers who have been here twenty plus years may be down in that seventy-two thousand. It's between seventy-two and seventy-four thousand, somewhere in there. Yep. Um, but those are really veteran teachers who have been here. Quite frankly, if we keep the same compensation model that we have right now, I, Jesse Martinez, will never make that top salary in the school district of Lacrosse because the district cannot afford to move their employees through the model that they currently have. Okay, so we need to revamp the model so you don't make enough money. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and, and to the district's credit, we have been looking at how to do that, but we keep running into the barrier of, oh, well, we don't have enough money to, to do this. Right. So so it, it always comes back to that argument. Well, and when we talk about uh, the lacrosse school district wanting to consolidate schools, build a new high school, uh, do all that stuff, and, you know, that, that sends a, a high school way to the south side, this, this yep. kind of coincides a little bit. So let's talk about 
comparatively, how how do lacrosse teachers pay compared to let's just go right up north, right on Alaska? How how are they compared? So our starting salary is a touch more than the starting salary in on Alaska in lacrosse, but on Alaska was just given um, the full 4.7% cost of living increase. And then on top of that, they were moved through their salary schedule. So they were moved essentially to the next level of their salary schedule and got even more on top of that 4.7%. So their top salary, I believe, will actually eclipse the top salary in lacrosse. And that top salary in on Alaska is much more attainable than it is here in lacrosse. Much more attainable by, in, in, in other words, attainable. <laughs> <'Cause you> said, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, well, what about, what if we keep going north? Like, how, how about, uh, where where's Holman at in comparison to lacrosse? Or, like, let's just, let's go down, down the highway to Sparta. So, Holman is an interesting case. They're actually also headed to mediation with their district. Um, they, they have got a really complicated way that their district tried to say that they were giving a 4.7% increase to the staff, but the way that they calculated it, some staff were getting like a 2.7% increase and some staff were getting like a 4.7% increase. And there were people who fell all the way in between that. So they're going to mediation to try and figure out if they can come to a common ground there. Yeah. Kind of level um, it off and, a little bit. Then, yeah, exactly. And then Sparta is also a really unique case um, many folks will will remember that it just this past spring, Sparta had a failed referendum, um, and they had to close the school. And they are kind of in a pretty dire financial picture right now. And they still dug deep and found a way to give their their employees somewhere around a three point two percent cost of living increase. It's not the full four point seven percent. It's still not keeping up with that rate of inflation that was set in January or February, but they're showing their employees that they want to do the best that they can to keep them around. Yeah. Sparta who ousted their superintendent, uh, like you said, they, they had a failed referendum and, and they still got, it might be, would it be easier in Sparta because they're not as big a district? Um, I mean, they're not as big a district, but they also have these financial issues with, their school buildings and they had to completely shut down one of their school buildings that they had not planned on doing. So um, may not be the same size as lacrosse, but has similar financial um, constraints as lacrosse has. Yeah. And I guess all the schools around here, right? Like on Alaska, also not the same size, but can you, how about when we compare similar size school districts to lacrosse? Are, are we seeing, uh, you know, I guess would Eau Claire maybe be like that? Are they getting, are their teachers getting this cost of living increase where you could point, you know, you, you, your, your teachers, you, and you could point to that and go, Hey, everyone else is in the same boat mm-hmm. and look what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I believe. And again, I, I don't remember right off the top of my head here, but I believe Eau Claire got their 4.7% increase. Um, I can tell you places like Kenosha, Milwaukee, Racine, Green Bay, some of the biggest school districts in the country who are also seeing some declining enrollment. Um, and are in similar kind of financial pictures. Yes, they have a much bigger budget, but they also have many, many more employees. Um, They were able to give the 4.7% increase. Um, And then there's places like Madison who are also being offered a 2% and are going to mediation with their district. So um, 
it's hard to look around the state and see see districts who are in a really similar boat financially to the school district that we're in, giving the 4.7 to their their employees, and then us being told, nope, sorry, can't do it. All right, and then we're speaking with Jesse Martinez. He's the Lacrosse Education Association president, otherwise known as the Lacrosse Teachers Union president. And okay, how does this coincide? Okay, first of all, we we keep saying mediation. This was news that broke probably a month ago that we're going to sure. go to mediation. But along with that, the the district I believe said we're sticking with two percent. So is that just them posturing and and maybe they'll have to budge a little bit? But is is going to mediation good news for the district or is it good news for the teachers union or is it just kind of I don't know what what is that? So mediation is when the Wisconsin Employment Relations Commission they send a representative to come kind of be so like. We had man. our mediation meeting yesterday, for example, the, the teachers' union and the district administration. Um, so the teachers met with the guy from the Wisconsin Employment Relations Commission, gave him our case. He went, met with the district administrators. They gave him their case. He came back. We gave him some ideas of what we'd be willing to try. He brought it back to the district administration. The district administration was basically like, yeah, no, 2% is 2%. That's what we've got. That's what we're going to stick with. Um, so, so it feels as though the, the mediator may declare kind of just an impasse or a stalemate in the negotiations. Um, and we'll just kind of have to see, see where he comes out on that. Um, unfortunately the, the mediator doesn't have any teeth to be like either teachers union, you have to do this or district administration, you have to do this. It's just a way to hopefully try and bring the two sides closer together. All right, and and apparently that didn't work <laughs> yesterday. Well, it doesn't feel as though it did. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah, because when we when we talk about this, uh, if we're not going to give cost of living increases to the Lacrosse School District, while it seems like a lot of the districts in the area are, and it seems like a lot of districts in comparative size districts are also doing that, and we've already seen this. Uh, teachers go, are teachers going to leave the Lacrosse School District? Is it already happening because of this, or do you see it happening worse? You know, when you're not even given, when teachers are not given the the what what is looked at as the bare minimum of a cost of living increase to keep up with the rate of inflation, morale gets really low. Um, as of and then you pile on top of that, excuse me, you pile on top of that the last three years of teaching through a pandemic, in the middle of which we were given a 0% cost of living increase. Um, so we were frozen for a year. We didn't get any increase in salary. Um, people are feeling pretty beaten on, and our teachers are feeling really disrespected. And so by the end of April, um, there were over 40 resignations, many of which left in the middle of the year, either to completely leave the profession or to leave to go to other districts. I can tell you at least two of my colleagues who I know left the district and went to Onalaska. Um, so, yeah, people are leaving because of this. And the district might say, oh, we see very few people in our exit interviews um, who are denoting salary as the reason that they're leaving. Um, but those exit interviews are largely unscientific. They're sent out via email, and people either respond to them or they don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so,
so yeah, people are leaving because of this. And um, those 40 people who had left by the end of April don't, don't even, those are just resignations. That doesn't include my dear colleagues who retired early because they couldn't take it anymore. They couldn't take the disrespect anymore. Um, I know at least three of my colleagues told me personally, I didn't want to retire this early. I just don't know if I can do this anymore, so I'm going to get out while I can. We're speaking with Jesse Martinez, the Lacrosse Education Association president. Uh, we're not even going to get to free school lunch or anything like that, but like, <laughs> is there a timeline? Every two years you negotiate this, right? Uh, typically, every if there's year no- we negotiate. Oh, this. it is every year. Okay, every unless year. unless we have a worldwide pandemic. I don't know. There might be another one coming up. We'll see. <laughs> Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> but, yeah, okay, so every year you do this, except for last year or two years ago, whatever. No, we've negotiated every year. We, we went to negotiations two years ago, said we want the full cost of living increase. They said it's the middle of the pandemic. We spent a whole bunch of money on other things that were unforeseen yeah, okay. costs. We don't have any money to give a cost of living increase this year, to which we kind of said that's really crappy. But we get it. You bought hotspots for kids. You paid a little extra so kids didn't have to pay for their school lunches. Um, Things of that nature. And so we were like, okay, you're going to promise to do right by us in the future. And now their financial picture has apparently changed over that time. And now here we are again getting a 2.7%, essentially a 2.7% inflationary wage cut. All right. And then just last thing, I got like a minute here. Uh, yeah. How, how what's the state legislature's role in this? I like to bring up I try to do this every day. The state legislature ended its session in March to take the rest of the year off. So it's not like anything's going to happen sure. now. Uh, but th- th- does the state legislature have a role in, 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 in all of this? Well, the state what the state legislature can do is stop adjourning for the year in March and pass some laws to provide significantly more school funding so that. The district doesn't have its hands tied. We don't feel like we're being disrespected. The state legislature could do a large, large job or play a large role in fixing this if they would actually do their job. Right. Um, yeah, and, and it's worrisome, too, because, I mean, you just said it. If 40 teachers resigned over the past year since uh, back at ending in April, and uh, if, if La Crosse School District isn't going to increase its pay, uh, we might just see more teachers just go to the neighboring schools that are doing so, and then we're not going to get as good of teachers, right? Right, absolutely. You see, like, for example, I can tell you in, in my school alone, we have at least two or three teachers who are hired on what's called an emergency license because we don't have enough people applying for the jobs that we have. And so these people are hired on emergency licenses. They're great people. I love them. They're going to do a great job. But they're not a, they, they don't have the appropriate license to teach what they're going to be teaching, and they have to be working on that during the school year. They have to be working towards getting their licensure during the school year and, and have that accomplished by a certain date. Um, so the, the more that we see experienced people leave, the more we see the quality of education and the quality of our programming suffer. Right. Yeah, the uh... – teachers teaching while learning to teach. <laughs> That's kind of how I see that. Um, Jesse, I appreciate you coming on with me. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, that's going to do it for Tuesday of Lacrosse Talk PM. Thanks again for listening. You can check out these episodes at wisdomnews.com slash podcast.